The views and opinions expressed by various contributors to 98.5 CKWR and its radio programs are their own and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of 98.5 CKWR Wired World, Inc., its broadcasters, staff, or volunteers. Listeners are urged to use their own discernment and draw their own conclusions. Good morning. My name is Rob Daniels, and welcome to Visions and Sound. Now, for those that may be joining me for the very first time, Visions and Sound is a movie, TV, and video game soundtrack program that I produce each and every week, right here on 98.5 CKWR. Well, here we are, show number 20 of 2021, and show number 1073, if you're keeping track that way. As we continue into May, we celebrate the 20th anniversary of The Lord of the Rings that first came out in 2001. This week, we look at the 2002 film, The Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. After the huge success of Fellowship, The Two Towers was, of course, the next in line. While success was not a given, it was now certain that the series would be a hit. In very short order, characters would be as familiar as any in pop culture, and Peter Jackson had taken what was considered unfilmable and made it a hit. The screenwriters did not originally script The Two Towers as its own film. Instead, the parts of it were of the conclusion of The Fellowship of the Ring, the first of two planned films under Miramax. However, as the two films became a trilogy under New Line, Jackson, Walsh, and Bowens uh, shuffled their scripts. The Two Towers was the most difficult of The Ring's films to make, having neither a clear beginning nor a clear end to focus the script. Nevertheless, they had a clear decision with making the Battle of Helm's Deep the climax of the film, a a decision affecting the whole story's mood and style. The most notable difference between the book and the film is the structure. Tolkien's The Two Towers is split into two parts. One follows the war in Rohan, while the other focuses on the journey of Frodo and Sam. The film omits the book's opening, Boromir's death, which was used as a linear climax at the end of Fellowship of the Ring, Also, the film climaxes with the Battle of Helm's Deep, 
while the book ends with the Fellowship going to Isengard and Frodo's contra- uh, confrontation with Shelob. Scenes which were left for the film adaptation of The Return of the King, uh, this was partly done to fit more closely with the timeline indicated by the book. Several other changes were made as well, including the fact that the film in the film, Theoden is possessed by Saruman, whereas in the book he's simply depressed and deluded by Wormtongue. Afterwards, in the film, Theoden is unsure of what to do and flees to Helm's Deep. In the book, he rides out to war, only ending up besieged when he considers helping Eichenbrand. Eichenbrand does not exist in the films. His character is combined with Eomor and Romir, a general who arrives with Gandalf at the end of at the film's end. Eromir himself is present during the entire battle in the book. During the uh, during shooting, the script changed both from writers coming up with better ideas to portray the romance between Aragorn and Erwin, as well as for poor fan reaction. The new scene of Erwin leaving the West was created, and the conversation scene remains, edited to be a flashback to a conversation between them in Rivendell. On the evening before the Fellowship's departure, another major change is the fact that Treebird, Treebeard rather, does not immediately decide to go to war. This adds to the tension, and Bowens described it as making Merry and Pippin more than just luggage. Here, the hobbits show Treebeard what Saruman has done to the forest, prompting his decision to act. Another structural change is the hobbits meet Gandalf, the White early on, explaining why the hobbits do not react to his return when they meet him again following Isengard's destruction. This was explained in the book by Gandalf arriving at Isengard in the middle of the night to talk to Treebeard. The filmmaker's decision to leave Shelob for the third film meant that Faramir had to be had to become an obstacle for Frodo and Sam. In the book, Faramir, like Aragorn, quickly recognizes the ring as a danger and a temptation. Faramir first decides that the ring shall go to Gondor and his father Denethor as a way to prove his worth. In the film, Faramir takes Frodo, Sam, and the ring to battle Osgiliath, or to the battle of Osgiliath, rather. They do not go there in the book. Jackson winks to the readers with Sam's line, By all rights, we shouldn't even be here, but we are. After seeing how strongly the ring affects Frodo during the Nazgul attack, Faramir changes his mind and lets them go. The meaning of the title itself, The Two Towers, was changed. While Tolkien considered several possible sets of towers, he eventually created a final cover illustration and wrote a note including at the end of The Fellowship of the Ring, which identified them as Minas Morgul and Arthiniac. Jackson's films, uh, Jackson film names The Two Towers, a symbol of evil and alliance out to destroy men that forms the film's plot. After winning an Oscar for both a song and score for Fellowship, it was clear that Shore had been the right choice for the music for the film. Now, while Fellowship won the Academy Award for Best Score, the soundtrack to The Two Towers was not nominated. Initially, there was confusion over the score's eligibility due to a new rule applying to sequels, but the, Cad- the Academy did declare it eligible. The score features the London Philharmonic Orchestra, London Voices, and the London Oratory School Scala and several vocal and instrumental solos, including soprano Isabel Brachdarian. Try to say that ten times fast. The Irish fiddler and violinist Dermot Crayon. 
who also performed on the Hardinger fiddle, which was also used in the film's conjunction with, uh, in the in conjunction with the various Rohan themes. The funeral song Eowyn sings during her cousin Theodred's entombment at the extended edition is stylized to be a traditional song of the Rohim. Uh, it ha- and has lyrics in their language, Rohiric, represented by Old English. The song does not appear in the book, and the tune is a variation upon a theme of Rimer Icelandic folk tradition and can be heard as part of track seven in the 1999 recording of a musical version of Edda by Sequentia. The soundtrack was recorded at Abbey Road Studios. The soundtrack has a picture of Jackson, barefoot, the composer and two producers crossing Abbey Road referencing the Beatles album of the same name. Now the score has been released in many forms, but today you'll be hearing the three-disc version, uh, extended version, released by Reprise Records. So here is some music from Howard Shore's The Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. Back in a bit.
And with a little bit of music from the Two Towers, that's Lord of the Rings, as we're celebrating 20th anniversary of the original film. But during that time, of course, during those 20 years, there were so many things that went on to celebrate those 20 years. In any case, if you're interested in any of the film, television, or video game music that I do play here on the show, by all means, you can contact me at, of course, visionsinsound at gmail.com. You can also try me online at facebook.com slash visionsinsound. I'm on the Twitter at visionsound. You can also find me on my website, visionsinsound.ca, where the show will be in probably about two hours' time. And I am also available on Apple Podcasts. So just type in Visions in Sound into Apple Music or iTunes, and you can find me under Podcasts. So welcome back to Visions in Sound, as this week we are celebrating the 20, well, the film of the two towers in this case, as the month of the ring is covering pretty much all the bases when it comes to the soundtracks to the various Lord of the Rings projects and and that sort of thing. So just be aware of that, that this, the rest of this month is going to be like that. So, like I said, um, I'm going to continue on with some more music from the two towers in just a minute, but first we've got a few commercials to take care of and I will be right back after this. 98.5 CKWR and the Elder Abuse Prevention Council remind you that during COVID-19, our seniors may be the most at risk of being mistreated, even from someone they trust. Social isolation has added to the risk of elder abuse or neglect. Make contact with the older adults in your life. It's okay to ask if everything's all right, and if you think it's not, talk to someone you trust or contact the senior support team at 519-579-4607. For 80 years, donors have placed their trust in United Way through times of crisis and calm. We thank everyone who has worked tirelessly this last year to ensure we can still provide local solutions to global problems. We need to ensure critical support services are still available for those who need it most. We value all our essential workers, and we value the trust our donors put in us so Waterloo Region can recover stronger together. You can help, too, with a secure donation on our website. Just search United Way, Waterloo Region. Thank you. Did you know social isolation increases the risk of child abuse going unnoticed? Family and Children Services of the Waterloo Region tell us calls for the most serious types of child abuse are down sharply. If you're worried about a child or youth under 18, call 519-576-0540. Calls also welcomed from families looking for support for their children or youth. If you know a family in need of assistance, call Family and Children Services of the Waterloo Region. We are here to help. For 25 years, Hope Spring Cancer Support Center has provided free services and resources throughout Waterloo, Wellington, Grey Bruce regions, helping thousands with cancer and those supporting their cancer journey. From home delivery of free wigs and post-mastectomy camisoles to relaxation therapies. At Hope Spring, people living with cancer are supported with emotional and mental resources through over 100 wellness programs in a warm, inviting atmosphere. Hope Spring does not receive any government funding, so every donation is needed. To help, see hopespring.ca.
And with a little bit of music from the 2002 film, The Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. That's music by, of course, Howard Shore. If you're interested in any of the film, television, or video game music that I do play here on the show, by all means, you can contact me at, of course, visionsinsound at gmail.com. You can try me online at facebook.com slash visionsinsound. I'm on the Twitter at visionsound. I'm also on Apple Podcasts. If you want to go there, just type in Visions and Sound into iTunes or Apple Music and you'll find me under podcasts. And you can also visit my website, visionsinsound.ca and get a chance to listen to previous shows, listen to some interviews, a whole bunch of other stuff on the website. So check it out. There's also a store there that you might want to buy some, oh, some uh, um, wonderful, wonderful clothing or mugs or, you know, whatever, that kind of thing. In any case, I'm going to continue on with some more uh, music from from The Two Towers, and we'll be back to wrap up the show in just a little bit.
that's all for me this week. Thanks for hanging in, those that did. Before I end off today's show, I hope as you're getting on with your day that you are realized just how awesome you are. Never let anyone tell you any different. If you're ever feeling not right, there are people out there who care about you and are willing to chat. If not family, then some professional who can help. As Rocky said, nobody hits harder than life. I know from personal experience how hard it is for me to sit behind this mic week after week when I feel like no one's listening. I would never made it this far without the support of a team of people behind me. If you or someone you know is in crisis and needs help, resources are available. In case of emergency, please call 911 for immediate help, the Canadian Association for Suicide Prevention, Depression Hurts, and Kids Help Phone 1-800-668-6868. All offer ways of getting help if you or someone you know may be suffering from mental health issues. Well, join me next week as we continue the month of the ring a celebration of the 20th anniversary of the Lord of the Rings with a score to the return of the King. I'll end off this week's show with some more music from the two towers, and I will be back next week with more visions in sound.
try.